the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, Villain Royal Terrell from Jr. here at your service. And, uh, oh, man, it's it's what y'all been waiting for. Let me wait. Let me let some more people come into the stream. Let me let some more people come in. And before I start basking in, in greatness, that is the NBA playoffs. Before we start basking, let's just let some more people come in. I got my guy with me. It's Fridays. You know he's here. Scott Studio, right? So, Scott, what's going on? Eh, nothing much. Uh, definitely was a fun game in the NBA yesterday. Uh, came down to the wire, which was exciting. I can't say that I'm totally shocked Boston won the game, but the cover was definitely in doubt for most of the way, but they ended up getting there. But I know you don't care about that, but you're going to save that in a couple of minutes. But still... Yeah, definitely a fun game, high-scoring game. Really a tale of two halves from Trey Young, who had 25 points in the first quarter. And then I believe went one for 12 or one for 13 from the floor in the second half, which is uh, not good. But competitive game. Atlanta just couldn't score down the stretch, and Boston went on a run there. I think it was a 16-6 run to close the game. But Mm -hmm. overall, fun game, high-scoring, but Boston had a bit too much depth and they eventually won the series. So, you know, good for Boston. You got Boston, Philly, but I know you want to give a quick shout-out to the Hawks for doing you a solid. Yeah, no, I mean, there's... uh, First of all, always fresh, never soggy, said that he was waiting for the 26th pick in the draft last night. And, yeah, no, I was actually really, really pissed waiting for the Giants to pick at 25. Uh, If you picked at 26, I guess that means you're a Cowboys fan, and if so, well, I'm sorry. But uh, that's just me just wasting more time letting some more people get in here for, you know, the basking in the Atlanta Hawks greatness that's about to take place. I didn't even care. Oh, that's Serial. That's Serial. Hey, Serial. I didn't know that. Serial, you got to change your name back to Serial, man. You can't. But always fresh. Never oh, so that, that's literally Serial. Yeah, is, yeah okay. he's right. Okay, it makes sense. Great. I like fresh Serial, too. I don't like uh, soggy Serial. It's really nasty. All right. You put the milk in after, or you put it in first? No, I put it in after because that's I, what I do. Yeah, yeah. First of all, if you put it in first, it's kind of weird. But I put the milk in after, but I'm very, very sparingly using the milk because I'm not a big milk drinker anyway, and so I very I use it very sparingly so I don't just have a bunch of milk that goes to waste afterwards. All I know is Will Levis didn't get drafted. Maybe it's because of the mayo in the coffee. There's a lot of weird food things going the, or on. Or the banana peel. Draft. Like, I don't know. Banana it was a lot peel, of things yeah. that was going on. So it, with the we weird saw food stuff, I was asking, you know. We should have definitely saw this coming. But I will at least mention yesterday's game because the Boston Celtics people and, you know, the people that are leaving the reviews – and I can't wait to get to the reviews. I'm about to get to that, too. So, y'all just sit tight. But uh, they're going to be like, oh, you didn't talk about us when? Yes, the Boston Celtics won last night. Yes, they're going on to the next round. Congratulations. hoop de ha hoop de ha whatever. But as we all know in this business, Scott, 
good teams are going to win games. That is for certain. That's never going to change. However, great teams, great teams are going to cover for you. And I'm telling you right now, the Hawks are a great team because, oh my gosh, we got Hawks plus two and a half for the series that came right out of our ass. Right, right out of our ass. We There was no business of us cashing that bet. Yet, however, it cashes and it cashes in beautiful fashion. Gus Johnson, what happened? Dan Hunter. And here's Young. Backtracks, five to two, Young, lets it go, and hits, woo, ice cold, 119-117, but there's still 1.8 remaining, what a villain. Villains recognize villains. I don't know if you've heard, by the way, but there was a clip going around in that game during the fourth quarter where Celtics fans started the overrated chant. If you want to get Trey Young going, you started you that you know that's counterproductive. You don't want to do that. They did it in high school. They did it in the Knicks playoff series. That is the worst thing that you can say to him. That is there are some guys, especially villains, that you don't want to acknowledge, especially when it comes to giving them chance. Trey's one of those guys. You might want to just, you know, keep your mouth shut and let things happen the way that they happen. Oh, my gosh. I just, man, just let him play. Don't say anything. But I appreciate you all for egging him on and sending him exactly where I need to go because that game winner cashed a substantial bet in my eyes. Hoo-wee. All right. So with that, it's time of a new segment of where I come on here. And I read the nasty reviews that we get. Oh, this is bad review time? Hi. Yes, this is bad okay. review time. Cool. So, well, th- I don't know if this is a good or bad review, but we're going to just, you know, it's going to go in there. We, we can workshop it, you know? So we got five stars from somebody. And they okay. left their, and it said host. And it says, good show, but Terrell is a clown. I hate when he <laughs> is in here. Man. But you're making money, right? And I thank you for the five-star review. So... Appreciate that. Uh, Next, Heavy Biased, one star. Listen to an episode talking about the Celtics versus Hawks playoff series. Okay. Dude absolutely hated on the Celtics and had no idea what he was talking about. Look to this podcast for picks not to hear some biased Hawks fan thinks the Celtics have flaws, thin bench, etc. Well. I know you didn't cash your Celtics minus two and a half bet. <laughs> so did you really take the picks that were given out? Because one guy over here said Hawks plus two and a half, and that was never in doubt. We got that one to go. Thank you very much. But see, that's what I appreciate is I appreciate that, you know, even though the first guy gave us five stars and still bagged on me, that's fine because he gave us five stars. But at least this guy had had enough in him to give us a one star review. I think that we should be all the way to the right or all the way to the left. I hate three-star reviews. That just feels like you're playing the middle too much. So I, I appreciate you for being for the commitment. And I really, really hope that you didn't belt, bet Celtics minus two and a half for the series. Because if you did, you lost. Pretty much, yeah. And I don't want you to lose. I want you to win. Even if you're supporting a team that you probably shouldn't trust that often. 
And, and I'm sorry they, honestly, said. they proved it in the series. It wasn't as bad as Milwaukee blowing back-to-back double-digit leads. Truth is, I don't oh, know yeah. what teams you can trust at this point. Besides, in theory, Golden State, even though they almost blew a 12-point lead in the last game, and they probably would have lost game five if Fox's finger was fully healthy. How many teams can you actually trust right now? I had the question in my head yesterday. I don't know how many you trust at this point. (laughs) Seriously, like we can sit here and pick any team in the playoffs right now. Phoenix don't have a bench. They almost blew a 20 point lead in the closeout game against the Clippers without Paul George and Kawhi. I don't trust them either. Yeah, like there's literally nobody that I think you look at and you say, wow, they are 100% going to get this done. And so that's what makes it so great. great. Yeah. That. You said what about Denver? Denver in the last couple games didn't exactly look that great. Oh, I was uh, about to say, they, yeah, Denver both actually Minnesota showed Minnesota kind me. of figured him out a little bit at the end, but Denver was, you know, able to close it out. You can make after an argument. Game Philly, one, after game one, it felt like Minnesota was actually kind of in those games for the most part. And so, they were for the most part, yeah, but Denver yeah. got it done. But I, the one team people are going to point to is maybe Philly because they swept, but – I think we can agree in hindsight the Nets were probably the least talented team in the field. Can we say that? Yeah, very much so. And so Philly got the job done, and Bede's got the knee but Philly's, issue. Harden's but got Philly issue is too. by reputation. I don't think Philly is anything they showed me on the court. It's just the reputation of James Harden and Doc Rivers. Pretty much, but I'm saying with Embiid's knee injury too, I don't exactly trust them either, but they did sweep. They were the only team to sweep. So, yeah, going around the league – even if they called that sweep, by the way, just yeah. Right even if here. I called the Nets to win one game and they blew back-to-back <laughs> games, which they should have had, which was ridiculous. But still, the point is, you're going around the league, and that's the fun part of the playoffs this year is the parity, and that's what we thought would happen going into the year or going into the playoffs in the first place. But once again, if you're betting futures and you have stake in a team, I don't know what teams you look at and go. Oh, this team's definitely making the finals. That just doesn't exist at this point. Thank you. That's all I've asked. And so, all right, really quick, because we're about to get to the games. I'm sorry, guys. We're not taking 20 minutes. But the Celtics have an adjust- I wonder if this line has changed at all ever, because this was before I, I looked at the line before game six last night. But I did see the Celtics to win the Eastern Conference at minus 175. Really? It, it, Yes, I saw it at minus 175. It is now at minus 180. So you were going big brain picture. I was only looking at the series price against Philly. I didn't even bother to look at the Eastern Conference price. But it's just like, is that not insane? Like, do you are you really laying any type of juice with what you saw in that Atlanta series? I can understand that if your argument is Boston's going to be minus 300 or minus 350 against Philly and either the Knicks or the Heat, because then you're basically just doing a rollover parlay, and that's the odds you get. But yeah. I wouldn't lay 180. I wouldn't do it. I think Boston probably wins the East, but I'm not betting it at those odds. So I asked uh, on my other show, Hardwood Culture Podcast, make sure you all are following and subscribing. I know you're on a heater Culture over Podcast. there. Yes, I am going on a very, very good heater. We actually had a really good day yesterday. We laddered Trey Young's points, and we got him to 30. Uh, he just had a really bad second half. We could have got 35 easily. And uh, Okongwu. Five and a half rebounds back to it plus money. It was it was there. So yeah, really big heater going on there. But what I'm what I'm really like, I was like, is there a no option? Like, is there a no for the Celtics to win the conference that's plus money? Because I'll definitely rather bet on that than yeah. Like, how do you lay 
how do you lay any type of juice with any of these teams, any of these teams that are still left in the playoffs? I, I don't understand. I don't think you should lay any type of juice with any of these teams to make it to the uh, to the finals. I think everybody should be a plus money price, even if it's just plus 100. Like, I think everybody should be plus money. All right. Uh, any, am I missing anything? I'm not missing anything. I don't, I don't think, think so. Anything. My brief uh, mention, by the way, from yesterday's game, they should have left DeJounte Murray in Cancun. With that, I passed. <laughs> he sold that game so hard. <laughs> so hard yesterday. But yeah, uh, you he, know, Boston won. I don't have go. much of a takeaway from what from yesterday. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think it was I, – I went on – I even went on the show and said I'm not betting Boston, but I'm expecting Boston to somehow win and cover this game. Like My favorite you know, play was the over, and that was never in doubt because nobody yeah. guarded anybody for the last couple games in the series. So, Like I said, nobody said that the Hawks were going to win the series – I just need them to cover two and a half, and they yeah, did. You need them to win two games, and they won two games. But and they did. Boston won the most. Like they're the two seed against the makeshift play in seven. I'm not shocked Boston <laughs> won the series in six. You know, like yeah. they should have won it in five. But I don't have much takeaway because Atlanta at home, you thought would come out swinging. They did, and they fell short because they're the less talented team. That's really it. Mm-hmm. All right, Sh- the Shady Rays parlay of the day contest is for. Those people that have bought their shades from ShadyRays.com using promo code SGPN. So if you haven't bought your shades, go ahead and buy your shades from Shady Rays and enter the contest because each day of the NFL draft, we are releasing a Shady Rays parlay of the day. And if it hits, that cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Yesterday's parlay was 30 to 1. It was a 30 to 1 parlay. And if it hit, we would have gave the cash to somebody else. We will be making the parlay for today as well. And I'm telling you, like we were going back and forth in making this parlay, trying to make sure it hit. Like we are trying to make sure we get a hitting. I'm determined to make one of these parlays hit. So uh, absolutely check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to get into that contest. And with that, we're also brought to you by Shady Rays, who have you. You know, where you get your shades from. They have you covered from the slopes, from the sun, everything you need from this independent sunglass company. And with the, a crazy, crazy return policy, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, no questions asked. They will send you a brand new pair. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. And you have a 30-day return guarantee for free. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right. Let's get into this slate. We have two games on the docket. First up. Ironically, this is first up because this is normally the late game. The Sacramento Kings are traveling to Golden State to play the Golden State Warriors. Minus seven and a half for the Warriors. 235 is the total. That's that total's actually come up half a point from 234 and a half. Injury report here for these two teams in this game six, where the Warriors are up three games to two. We have Clean injury report for the Sacramento Kings, but you do know that De'Aaron Fox is dealing with that finger injury, but it doesn't look like it's slowing him down at all. He's going to play. For the Golden State Warriors, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is doubtful. Other than that, everything else is good for the Warriors, so expect to see a full supporting cast on both sides for this pivotal game six where the Warriors try to close out and the Kings try to save my Kings plus one and a half bet. Scott. 
seven and a half with the Warriors in a potential closeout game. So the story of the playoffs just tells you to take the points, simply put, because it seems like home court doesn't matter that much. The problem that you have with the Kings is how increasingly bad De'Aaron Fox's shot looked in the middle of game five because he had three three-pointers in the first quarter, and then he went 0 for 7 in the rest of the game. And the reason why I leaned to Golden State when I was on the show previewing game five was if these teams I thought were relatively even going in with Fox you know, being the main guy that Golden State couldn't guard – I said, what happens if Fox scores 25 points, 27 points on 25 shots? He just has an inefficient scoring game because his finger is going to bother him. And that's what happened. He was inefficient and he finished with 24 points. And Golden State once again got whatever it wanted offensively because Sacramento still has not been able to guard Golden State in any of these games. And the Kings fell short. And Fox is also a very good closer. And we saw Sacramento's offense struggle in the last couple of minutes. So I understand why the spread is this high, especially with the atmosphere and Golden State being this good at home. My question for you is, after the Kings basically needed to defend home court in order to win this series, and they ended up losing because Draymond goes for 20 points off the bench, Wiggins hits that ridiculous spinning fadeaway jumper, Clay hits the leaner in the corner, is there a chance that the Kings potentially roll over if things get ugly in the first half? Maybe. Like it's possible. That's kind of what concerns me. I understand why Golden State's favored by this much. I guess I have to lean to Sacramento and give them the benefit of the doubt. But if Golden State won this game by 10, I wouldn't totally be shocked. But I'm going to lean Kings because I do think that this team is talented enough to at least match this Golden State team. And we've seen a lot of very close games, one possession games down the stretch. I'm going to lean to the Kings but I think Golden State wins the game. I think Golden State's going to win this game. The question is, do they win by enough? I'm not sure about that second part. So I had an opportunity to effectively punt out of my bet and still make point two or point three units by taking Golden State minus one and a half prior to last game at plus 124. And I went all in on the Kings. And I did so not saying that I was just betting on the Kings to win that game, but that I was betting on the Kings that if they had to show up on the road, they would have the ability to do so. Because so far, especially in this series, more than any other series, honestly, we've seen that the home court has mattered. Yeah. But we've also seen the Kings be able to be competitive on the road. And that shows that why they had the, you know, second best road record in the league. And so I think that this is another one of those situations where this Kings team is just finds more ways to continue to be competitive in this game and push this game to the wire where it's not, you know, it's not a blowout. And it's not a they are running away with it. I don't think that they roll over. I think that if this Kings team goes down, that they're going to battle back. And it's it's one good quarter. Like, we talk about how good the Golden State Warriors have been in the third quarter. The Kings have been pretty solid in the thir- third quarter and coming out of halftime. And if they were down, being able to chip into that league. And so I think that this is an opportunity for them. Hopefully, De'Aaron Fox 
with some more time with that finger, with some more time to try to get adjusted to how it feels and get his shot right, that he can continue to shoot the ball really well throughout the game and not just in the beginning of the game. Or He was shaking out his hand for the majority of that second half, so we'll see yeah. how he handles it. Yeah, so hopefully that comes in. Hopefully freaking Kevin Herter decides that he plays basketball. Are you thinking like, he's going to play Kevin, a lot this game? He only played 16 I, I, minutes last game. I think, yeah, I think he's going to get 35 minutes. Yeah, he and he might not. Like They might just give it to freaking Mitchell because at least Mitchell is playing defense. Mm-hmm. Like We're getting the same offensive production because I'm telling you, and I think I, I tweeted out the other day, Kevin Herter is literally writing thank you notes to Dylan Brooks and the Memphis Grizzlies because they've effectively taken all heat that probably he mm. probably should be getting for his play in the playoffs. He's been away. so bad in the series. Four for Herter. 25 from three in five games as a mm. 40% free throw sh- three-point shooter. That is and, insane. And Clay's also bad. been good in the series. So even defensively, you can argue <clears throat> that Herter hasn't done much anything he hasn't given them anything he's literally just out there being another body and it's not helping it's not helping it's not he's not spacing the floor because they're starting to just give him the space because he he's clearly in his own head about this playoff series and i think that's one guy that if the sacramento kings pull off you know i did predict that i i thought that we were putting a little bit too much stock into the home court and that both teams would win a road game. Now, I was really hoping that road game was going to be a game four, four and not them trying to get a win in a potential elimination You were, you were right there. You just needed Barnes to make a jump shot. Yeah, but I still – and I still I'm, – I'm not saying that I think the Kings are out of it, and I actually haven't decided if I'm going to sprinkle on the Kings or not, but I am taking the Kings plus seven and a half. I haven't decided if I'm going to sprinkle on the Kings or not. I probably will just out of principle, but – uh, I, I really, really think that Herter can actually, if he contributes, this makes it so much easier, but I don't think he's going to contribute because he's just been so bad this series. I think, I think the guy's just, Keegan Murray, if I had to guess, because he yeah, shot the ball well the last two games. He, he shot it. Yeah. He didn't attempt anything in game five for some reason. But he he was really he's been really good, and so I'm just looking at everybody else. Sabonis, I'm looking at everybody else to contribute. Around Sabonis might have Fox. had like the least impressive 21 and 10 I've ever seen because watching that game five, I thought Sabonis just was not very good, and his mm. stat line was actually somewhat decent. Did you mm. think Sabonis was good in game five? Because I really didn't think he was that good. I think he just I think he was just one of those guys that just volume wise puts up numbers, but it wasn't like. It, it wasn't anything that I felt like he was contributing where I said, hey, he's making sure that they're going to go out there and win this game. And that's what I need tonight. I need Sabonis from, uh, what was it, game two? Game yeah. two Sabonis when he got stepped on. And how was that when he got stepped on? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. 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 That Sabonis was was really, really active. That Sabonis was really, really efficient and making sure that, hey, we're going up to nothing. I need everybody else around De'Aaron Fox to step up. And I feel like in game five, I, we did not get that. But as soon as we get that, it's a whole different story. So uh, I'm very, very interested. I'm on the Kings, though. Ultimately, I do think the Kings step up in this spot and they take on, you know, some people are going to fold the Golden State, but other people are willing to take willing to take it on. I think the Kings are willing to take it on. And I, I think plus Golden State hasn't been. The question is, if Golden State goes on its home run, if you'll see the Kings potentially struggle mentally from that point forward, that's the question, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And, and just throwing out from last year, Golden State did struggle in closeout games uh, over the course of the playoffs. I think the, 
I they lost a they lost a closeout game to the Nuggets for sure. They lost a closeout game. I'm pretty sure they lost a closeout game to Memphis. Well, it, that's misleading though because they lost all the road closeout games, but they won every home closeout game. No, because they no, because they had the chance to close out the Celtics on the road and they did it. So, but that's also the Celtics. So you know. Well, I'm saying uh, though, they won every home closeout game. Okay. All right. All right. Facts. I I, I understand that. I understand that aspect. So. I'm still on them. Sacramento plus seven and a half. I think they make it close. I think we get one of those good high scoring games like we've seen in uh, what every, was that? Every game besides game three. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, where it just feels like it's going to be a classic. Like, I think this is going to be a classic. I don't think that Sacramento is just going to come in there, go on the road and let Golden State bully them into the next round. I think they're going to make them earn it. I'm I'm not picking the Kings to win this game, but I think they'll be competitive. But I'm expecting Golden State to win tonight. All right. I already said I think it's high scoring. Do you, you agree it's high scoring? 236 is now the total. I just watched it go up as we've been recording. I think I have to lean to the over, but I'm kind of on the fence because if Fox has an inefficient scoring game again, we were talking about the supporting cast. I think Monk's going to step up. I really like Monk. I think Monk's a mm. hell of a player. I think he'll step up. I have questions about the other guys. Sabonis has had some decent stat lines. The turnovers are a problem, though, and I don't think he's had a great series in general. Herder can't shoot. Uh, Barnes, I read, I Bro, saw I, read for the last I, game. I, I, I just don't know what's wrong with Harrison Barnes. Like you Well, should've... Barnes, I figured, because I've watched him his entire career, because I root for North Carolina. So I've been following Barnes for his entire career. When things go badly for Barnes, he, he rarely, if ever, snaps out of it. A bad game or a bad shot will linger for a couple of games there. And I'm, let's just say I'm not shocked Barnes did not make a single three-pointer in game five. I'm not shocked. He went to the foul line seven times, so props to him there. But I don't trust Barnes either. Mitchell, I like defensively. Offensively, is okay. I guess what I'm saying is if Fox isn't going to carry them with 30, 35 points, do I really think the Kings offense has enough firepower of guys that I trust to overcome that I'm not sure, but then again, I don't think they can stop Golden State. So I think my favorite play is Golden State team total over. I'll dare Sacramento to stop this team because mm-hmm. it's game six and they haven't stopped them a single time. So I'm gonna go. With right. the, I'm gonna go with Golden State team total. All right, props time. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way because I know everybody's thinking it. It's what everybody's been talking about. He talks about it all the time. Game six clay points prop is at 23 and a half. His three point prop is at uh, probably four and a half juiced. It is four and a half minus one and 10, though. The juice is actually on the under. Under four and a half is at minus 120. Consensus odds. You could probably shop around and get better ones. Gotta give clay props, though. He was so damn good in game five. If he was not in foul trouble, he had a serious shot of like 30-35 because he, he uh-huh. could not miss for most of that game. And he had that crazy shot at the end of the fourth quarter. Clay was just really, really good in game five. He's been good for the entire series. I got to give him props. Besides game three, he, he was, he's been very solid. All right. Uh, so are you taking it? I got to go with the over on Clay. Uh, he's gone over in... Uh, in was it three out of the five games here? Uh, went five for 11 on threes last game, four for nine, which is still a decent shooting game. In mm-hmm. a game four, three for 10 was the bad game he had in game three, but went five for 10 in game two and five for 14 in game one. 
I like the clay over in threes. I'm not sure about points because I do think most of Clay's shots are still going to be from the three-point line. But he's looked so dialed in. I'm not uh-huh. taking under on Clay. I really like what I've seen from him in the series. And as a guy who has roasted Clay for a lot of the regular season, he has done very well in the series, and I got to give him props for it. So I'll lean to Clay over on threes. I'm not sure about points, but the volume should be there. I think he'll attempt at least 10 three pointers. And we mentioned Herder not being able to do much defensively or offensively. Monk isn't a great defensive player. So I do think that Clay should get some openings here. I like Clay over. All right. So in game sixes, Clay is, let's start working backwards from the finals. 41 minutes, 12 points against Boston. 42 I was going to say, I remember him being really bad in the finals in game six, but yeah, he, he but was good after in the other that, series, I think. After that, Memphis, he had 30 and 42 minutes. And then we're going back to the champion. Well, when they lost the championship to the Raptors, uh, before he got hurt, 32 minutes, 30 points. Series before that against the Rockets, 40 minutes, 27 points. Then you have a series uh, with the Clippers where he had 38 minutes and nine points in that one. But, I mean... It, it's here, 12, 30, 30, 27, 9, 35, 25, 41. Like, he, he's been doing game six clay since 2016. So it's a very, very good possibility that we see this happening again today. I'm with you. I'm taking the over on clay's points prop. What else? We got the elephant out of the room done. What other props do you like? Well, my favorite prop, which I gave out on YouTube uh, last or this morning, technically, I have loony rebounds. I took the over 12 and a half. Uh, I know that it's a little bit juiced. I got it at minus 115. I can't really say no to it because Looney has owned Sabonis on the glass in the series and Alex Len whenever Len does play. But you're looking at Looney's rebounding numbers. He's had 20 plus rebounds in two of the last three games, 14 plus rebounds in each of the last three games, and his number's 12 and a half. Golden State has to play him because he's that good on the boards. And you're talking about Game 6, Clay. Looney in these in these closeout games has been nuts on the boards as well. I'm on Looney rebounds. I know I cashed my dog last episode on Looney rebounds plus assists. I like that too because he went over that number by rebounds alone. And he's still at 7 assists in that game. So I like the over on everything Looney with rebounds associated with it. Besides points, I don't want anything to do with his points. But Mm -hmm. Looney in the playoffs just turns into Rodman on the glass or like a Moses Malone on the glass or hell Mitchell Robinson on the glass. So, yeah, give me the over for Looney rebounds and rebounds plus assists until I see Sacramento actually stop him on the boards. Why would I assume he's not going to have a massive rebounding game? And with Fox's finger injury, they might miss a couple more shots than they had earlier in the series. I'm going with Looney rebounds. I feel like that's kind of an autoplay at this point. Talk me off of Kevin Herter under one and a half threes at plus 130. My only argument would be to take the points instead because most of his shots are coming from three anyway. He only played 16 minutes last game. They can't use him. I said it in game, I think it was game one or game two of the series. I tweeted it out. I think it was game one because Monk had like 32 points. I said that they need to hold a meeting with Herter and Monk where they congratulate Monk on taking the starting shooting guard job from Herter and they've been using Herder still, he can't play in the series, just simply put. I, they have to use Monk for 30, 35-plus minutes because with Fox's finger injury, at least Monk can create off the dribble yeah. and shoot. I don't know what Herder does for this team in this series, so I'm with you. 
I'd rather take the points instead of the threes because Herder's not getting to the foul line or anything. But under, I'm low on Herder as well. I don't see him doing anything in this game. Under 10.5 points is plus 115. It, I mean, just look at his point. His minutes have literally decreased every single game. He had 31 minutes to. in game one, 30 minutes in game two, 29 minutes in game three, 20 minutes in game four, 16 minutes in game five. He... he He's not hit like he's not hitting the open ones. And you know what? I'm perfectly fine doing this because this kind of feels like honestly, this kind of feels like a little bit of a hedge to my plus one and a half bit. Because if Kevin Herter magically comes in here and has a great game, I'm almost positive the Kings win this game. Like I'm I'm literally, I think he's probably the piece that's missing that gets them a win on the road, is him just being able to be a spark plug and insert in that lineup in addition to what you're getting to Fox, in addition to what you're getting to Monk, and what everybody else is going to supply you. But he's been literally incapable of doing that. Listen to these points, three-point prop. Uh, oh, it's, it's, these re- it's really, really bad. 0 for 5 game point, 1, yeah. 2 for 9 game 2, 1 for 6 game 3, 0 for 1. Who's, how does he take one three-point shot in a game? This is your 40% three-point shot. He takes one three-point shot in a game and doesn't even hit the one. And then one for four last game. It's incredibly bad. Points totals have been bad to 6, 15, 13, 2, 9. He's gone under the points in three of the five games. He's gone under the three-point prop, which is incredibly low as is in four of the five games. I I, I feel comfortable playing this, playing and just fading Kevin Herter. And if I lose this bet, I feel somewhat okay because I probably – I'm probably going to win the Kings plus seven and a half, and I'm probably going to win the pl- the plus 105. And there's a possibility that I can win everything because Kevin Hurd has just been this freaking bad during the series. Well, that's why I said I think I'd rather take the points under than the threes because if you're assuming Herder is not going to get to the line and he's not going to attempt many shots around the rim, then you buy yourself basically an extra three-pointer a cushion. But that's the and it's thing. Plus money. In game five, he, he attempted 10 shots. He was four for 10 from the field. And still capped out at nine points. <laughs> Wait, that was which game? <laughs> that was game five. You're telling me he played 16 minutes and attempted 10 shots? Yes. Yeah, he's definitely not attempting 10 shots again. Like, I, Yes. No. Okay. That was game five. 16 minutes, four for 10, one for four from three, nine points. Like, he still didn't get there. He still didn't get there. Even in less minutes and more attempts, he still did not get there. I would rather see at this point. I'd rather see Mitchell Monk. You know, is going to get minutes anyway. But I'd rather see some combination of Mitchell and Trey Lyles over Herder at this point. Herder's given them nothing. I'm, I'm I don't think him. you can use them. I'm fading him. That's it. Until I, he I, shows he can actually hit a jump shot, I I agree with you. You can't. You know, I feel like Jared Allen kind of had the quote of the playoff so far, which was, you know, the lights were too bright. Kind of feels that way with Herder, doesn't it? Yeah. It absolutely. does not look like he's ready for this series at all. It's crazy. All right. Underdog Fantasy, we are brought to you by them, Underdog Fantasy. And look, you can play daily games in the NHL, NBA, MLB, but you also can get down on some player prop parlays for the NBA, NHL. So those props that we're talking about, Kevin Herter under, just go ahead and throw that in your Underdog Fantasy parlay. Throw Game 6 Clay in there as well. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 
And we're also brought to you by our draft props contest exclusively in our Discord, free to join. And the winner gets $250 cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, hop in the NFL channel, and go to the sign-up link. All right, let's get to the other game tonight. We have another game six that's going down. The Los Angeles Lakers welcome the Memphis Grizzlies for the sixth game of their series. Lakers are up three games to two with a chance to close out at home. Minus four and a half for the Lakers, 220 is the total. Both of those lines have stayed true to open. Let's see here for, and oh, where did it go? All right, well, let me pull up the injury report here. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, we have Luke Kennard, questionable with the shoulder injury. He's been added to the injury report. Jake LaRuvia is out. We already know you're not seeing Steven Adams. And for the Lakers, guess what? Everybody is ready and available to play and try to close out the Grizzlies here. So. The Kennard injury is huge, by the way. Yes, it is. For a couple of reasons. Yeah, they need they need a scoring off the bench. Well, that's one reason. Uh, the other reason is that if Kennard's injured, then you might have to play Dylan Brooks 30-plus minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got to bring it up because Kennard was the main guy you no. could have lobbied to get minutes from Brooks. But with him being out, I still think they should be using Aldama more or anybody besides Brooks because he can't hit a jump shot. But the point is, with Kennard's three-point shooting and his just reliability from the three-point line, and once again, the fact is you might have to give Brooks minutes because of Kennard's injury if he's not able to go. That is a big deal. So I got to bring that up. Well, I don't think it's an issue, even though he hasn't been. I mean, he's been okay. He's had his moments defensively. It's not. It's definitely not as bad as his offense. But he just, like, and I've said this. I've said this for a while now that I think that, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies should invite Dylan Brooks down for a sit-down and just bring like an actual film room. Or a mob sit-down? No, no, in a film room. Okay. In a film room. And for... Mm, like it's like a, I, I would think of it as a re, 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 rehab to wait. How do you say it? Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Rehabilitation facility where all his time is there and he's just watching Tony Allen film. That's it. Just watch Tony Allen. That's it. Nothing First else. Female defense. And literally not even the defensive plays. Just show him what he does when he gets the ball in his hands and watch how fast he passes the ball off to somebody else and doesn't take the shot. Like, that's the film that he should be watching. He should really, really lock into that film. And I I think he would be so much of a better player for that. I miss Tony Allen so much. I was such a huge fan of him. When he he guarded Steph and they actually had a series lead and then he got injured and everything fell apart after that. But (laughs) the thing about Brooks... It wasn't even Brooks missing the shots. Did you see how the Lakers were guarding him? There yes. was nobody within a 10-foot radius, and they just said, yes. have fun, and they just let him shoot. That's the problem I have. I think Aldama's got to play more. Maybe even Conchar can play a bit more, but at the end of the day, that's why I think the Kennard injury matters because he was their first guy off the bench, uh-huh. and now if he's unable to play, that does kind of mess with the rotations. But I am going to ask you on this one, though. Are you sure the Lakers win this game? Like, a part of me feels like Memphis is actually quite live to force a Game 7 here. So, what I will say is that here's what's concerning. And it's not that I see 
it's not that I see public money because even though it's it's it's, it's borderline public, fifty eight percent. Normally, when you talk about public money, it's sixty and up. With the Lakers, it's it's usually like seventy. I mean, yeah. So so even getting fifty eight percent is actually kind of intriguing because that's just lower than what the Lakers normally get. But eighty four percent of the money. So sharp money is coming in on the Lakers. Yes. But that line is just staying true to four and a half, man. Like that line is for a team that hasn't covered in how long as a dog and you're getting sharp money on the favorite and that line is not moving. Like I can't even get it to five. Oh, man, I just that is red flag central. That's red flag central to me. I'm going to just let you know. Like, there's no way sharp money's coming down on the Lakers against a team that can't cover as a dog ever. And this line hasn't moved up anything. Like, I can't even get a minus five and a half type of movement. That's extremely concerning. Pretty sure Memphis is one of the worst road underdog teams in, like, the history of the sport. I'm not sure if they've even covered as a road underdog this season. They might be over. No, I think they covered twice. I think they covered covered twice. twice, They never won straight up. They never won. They're not good. They're not good in this spot. But I'll tell you what concerns me if I'm the Lakers. AD has been alternating between good and bad games. (laughs) And he had a good game and they lost. And you can make an argument that Memphis should have won the last uh, road game. Because they mm-hmm. went to overtime, Memphis was winning, and then mm-hmm. you know D'Angelo Russell had a couple of shots to keep them competitive, and they won that game in overtime. Well, Memphis was up two with like five seconds to go, and LeBron. I mean, had Tony Wynn. So Tony Wynn just said it in the chat. Grizz lost both road games by ten plus. But if you if you think about that game four, was it game four? Wait, yeah, wait, game, wait. by ten plus, they went to overtime in game. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I think they still ended up like blowing that overtime. What was the final? No, they, because game? they didn't cover because they fouled at the last second. They lost that one by five. Spread was four and a half. Oh yeah. So either, but still, like that. As you were saying, those they games won were the game. really. Those those games were really like that game was really really close. It wasn't like the other game. Like that game was really really close, and you thought that they were gonna win on the road there. They so. should have. I'm gonna uh, lean to Memphis. I, you know I, what? Yeah, Memphis money one. <laughs> Why not? I'll live a little bit. I'll live a little bit here. But once again, AD played a really good game and they still lost. And yes, I know it was in Memphis and LeBron was exhausted because of overtime. I get all that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everyone's just expecting the Lakers to just cruise to a win here. I don't really see that happening. Like I, Ja woke up a little bit. He had, what, 30 last game? And once again, mm-hmm. they didn't have to use him for the last eight, 10 minutes. He could have had 35 if he really mm-hmm. wanted to. He had a double-double with rebounds as well. I really do think Memphis is live to win this game. I, I feel like you're looking at a spot where everyone's expecting the Lakers to win. I want to see LeBron have a great game because I wonder how much of it was pacing after overtime and how much of it is maybe the amount of minutes he's played with the leg injury that he rushed back from. Maybe he's kind of battling something. Who knows? But I'm going to take a stand here. I, I think that this series is actually, I'd say, somewhat... I don't want to say likely, but I can see a chance or a decent chance of it going seven. I'm going to lean to Memphis. I think I mean, they got that's, a shot to win. But that's, if you're down 3-1, this is the situation you want to be down 3-1. You just have to win one road game. One road game to literally put yourself back. And that's like, another reason why I'm tempted by it. You're getting a two seed against a seven. Like people, I know the Lakers made some trades and they became a really good team after the trade deadline. I'm still not fully sold on this team. They still have a bunch of question marks. <sighs> 80s injured all the time mid-game. There are some cases to make that if Ja shows up, let's say Ja goes for 35, 10, and 7. 
Can I see them winning this game? Yes. And I think Jock can go for 35. Dylan Brooks needs to not be horrible. If Brooks is even <laughs> if he has anything, if he's of mediocre, a, if they have a anything, shot. Anything of a decent game, then they they're gonna win. Because that, that that's like an additional game, by the way. Jaron Jackson was kind of brutal last game, and it didn't matter. Like Jackson could have a good because game. Because De- Desmond Bain was so good. That's what he I'm saying. So but Bain woke so up. It's like, but that's why I like Memphis. Yeah. Like that's why I've been singing the praises of this Memphis team the whole time because they have so many different guys that can take over a game and be really, really good for them. It doesn't have to be just Ja. Ja is just like the consistent. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get thirty from him. But, but I can expect. That's what they. Yeah, need. I can expect. I can expect that if everything's on for Memphis, they can run the Lakers out of the building. I'm. I 100 believe that. But it's just that they haven't gotten to the point as a team together where they can all be on at the same time and so i'll be in the minority here i'm gonna go with memphis i think i think that (sighs) if i told you going into this series it went seven i think a lot of people thought that's somewhat reasonable now i thought memphis would win more comfortably because i wasn't sure if anthony davis would actually be healthy and how he'd look Mm -hmm. and davis has been incredible defensively in every game of the series offensively hit or miss i'm taking memphis i've decided give me memphis money line i really think this game comes down to the wire and I think this game's closer to like a two and a half or a three point spread. So I think there is some value on Memphis just based on how I'm perceiving this matchup. Give me the two seed getting four and a half uh, in the spot. Uh, I really, really need them not to be afraid of putting Jaron Jackson Jr. on AD. Can Brooks please just make two open three pointers in the first half? And we'll see if they respect him from three at that point forward. But if Brooks is even mediocre from three in one game, they're going to win. They just need one game. But it's like this it's that like the writing is on the wall. If he hits those open shots that they're giving him, it's gonna be too late by that point. Like yeah. that that's gonna be an additional nine to ten points you probably didn't account for. Like I think I'm just calling out Morant, who was really bad in that overtime game that they lost. I think Morant shows up here. Hey, it was put, so I'll, funny because when I'll they went to overtime, Morant. I yeah. sat there and I said, I should probably get down on a live bet on the Lakers because there's no Russ here to take three bad open, like three bad pull-up threes to start the overtime period. No, it was D'Angelo Russell after he made those shots. He had a terrible like four-possession stretch right after it, but they benched him immediately and he didn't play Whoa. again after that. Don't get so. me started on D'Angelo Russell because we'll talk about him in just a second. Tony Wynn's asking, where's Zaire Williams? He is hurt. And he's, he's not injured, in the series, yeah. but if he was in this series, that would be a big th- like he's a spark plug for them. So I can't wait to see him next year. Memphis is going to be good in the future. I don't care what. I'm what are you saying. picking? Because I'm going with Memphis. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm You 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 swayed me. I, I've been. I was. Did torn. I actually sway, or you just wanted to not go alone and take Memphis? No, I actually, I actually was debating. I really, really was debating because just of how bad the Lakers were and I actually think I was closer to picking Lakers than Memphis but that line freeze is really really telling like it's really really concerning and it was really game four though like Memphis was so bad for the first quarter and a half of that game it looked like the Lakers yeah. were gonna win by 30 again yeah and then and they battled back they didn't give up and that's ultimately before half they should have won the game in regulation they really should have so I think that even though there is that trend of Memphis being really bad on the road I'm pretty I'd say optimistic after what I saw for the majority of game four. Yeah, I am as well. All right. Memphis plus four and a half. 
I think wow. I think uh, oh, Salom, I think Salmon's right. I think D'Lo might have fouled out. I don't even think they benched him. That's another wild card. Do I trust Darvin Ham's rotation? Is he going to bench Anthony Davis and give up an immediate twelve nothing run? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. So that's another wild card. All right. I've, wow, that's really tough. That's a tough game to handicap. All right, Memphis. If it's tough, I'm going to take the points. That's usually my rule of thumb. All right, two twenty is the total. I heard there's a Tony Brothers sighting in L.A. today. I didn't think Brothers was that bad in the Warriors Kings game. For Game Five, I didn't think he was that bad in that game. Man, I, I don't know what Tony Brothers you're gonna get, man. It's like you, you some days. Know, but I'm saying he did not hijack Game Five of that Warriors game of series. He actually did not hijack that one. Sometimes Ray Charles, like he sometimes literally Ray Charles two calls, and he just doesn't feel like calling. And then there's other days when he where he wants to call everything. I don't know what day, what you're gonna get from Tony Brothers. But at day. least he's equal. He's either really bad for both teams or really good for both teams. At least he keeps it somewhat neutral most of the time. And maybe that's what you do. You just watch the first quarter and see what Tony Brothers and his staff does, and that tells you where this game is gonna go for the rest yeah. of the day. For props, uh, for props, though, since I'm picking Memphis, I got to take Ja or Bain or both. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they both show up. Bain woke up, which I was waiting for. I'm optimistic about his uh, chances here because, once again, he went four for 12 or it was three for 12 from three. I think it was three for 12 in that game four loss. And if he had any of those threes, they would have won the game. I think Bain plays well. I think Morant really might be in line for like a 35-point game here. It, it seems like he got his groove back in game five. I think Morant has a very good game, so I'll go with him. I'm I'm obviously on 80 block props. I don't need to say that. I'm obviously going to take it. Um, besides that, what else do I – I think that's basically it. I know you were about to say something on D'Angelo Russell. Oh, yeah. Um, man, where is this prop at today? You're going with points uh, 15, or you're going with assists? Or what are you 15 at? Oh, points. Is that, okay. what, 15 and a half? Yeah. Okay, because, I mean, if there's ever been somebody that just has succumbed to be, well, first that person is uh, Kevin Herter, 100%. That's Kevin Herter first. But Jared, Jared Allen that, might, might be 1B in that situation. But. Yeah, but, I mean, the only thing that concerns me about fading him, and, and that's why I kind of don't want to fade him, but I feel like it's such a good spot to fade him, especially – in a closeout game where they just feel like they're going to go with that people that got them there. Anthony Davis, LeBron, Ruri Hachimara, Austin Reeves. Like This this is Darvin Ham we're talking about. Just keep that in mind. That's what most right. coaches would do. I don't know if that's what Ham's going to do. So, look, he's gotten over this prop in three of the five games in his series. He's at 19, 5, 17, 17, 11. That's not what I want to talk about. Let's talk about the percentages. 41% in game one, 18% in game two, 35% in game. Well, let's round up 36% in game three, if that makes it any better for you. 47% in game four, 36% in game five. It's really, really bad, guys. Certain, it's not good shooting percentages for your starting point guard. No. And in a potential elim- uh, closeout game to keep yourself from having to go play an elimination game. You start leaning on, you start dancing with the one that brought you. And I could very much see as the rotation goes and as they start, you know, spreading the ball around, 
We see Austin Reeves take more shots. We see Rui Hachimura take more shots because we know they can handle it. We know that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to get there. So it's kind of just more of a gut call by me. I don't really have the numbers to back it up, but I just think that this is sound feels like a game where D'Angelo Russell has been taking. I mean, let's let's look at his shot. He's been taking 17, 11, 14, 15, 11. It just feels like a game where they they trust the guys that brought him there more. And he just, you know, he's in the nine, eight to nine to 10 range now instead of getting well into double digits of shot attempts. So I'm willing to take my chances on a lower points total under 15 and a half for D'Angelo Russell. I, I'm not going to stop you because I do think if I'm picking Memphis, D'Angelo would be that wild card guy who is going to keep taking shots no matter how many he misses, and mm-hmm. he's just going to brick a bunch of shots. So I think it is a bit correlated there. The volume's concerning, but you said the percentages. So even if there's a little bit of a decline in attempts for Russell, mm-hmm. the percentages still aren't good. Yeah, I'm not taking a not. Russell over. I'll tell you that much. I'd rather take an under. It's volume. Volume's the only thing that he's gotten over the prop in this series. It's because of volume. So, yeah. yeah. All right. That's one prop that I kind of had. Like, uh, I felt like I wanted to give out today, and I'm probably going to end up. Well, I am going to end up. I like LeBron it. rebounds. I didn't mention that before. Yeah, I really like LeBron rebounds. I, I had that. I had that play last time. I think that was my lock last time we had this game, and he, that he got there. He got there in the second quarter. I think honestly, he had twenty. That was the one he had twenty. Well, that was the one he had so, twenty. I'm saying last game he had ten, and he barely played, if at all, in the fourth quarter. I don't. I'm not even sure if he played the fourth quarter in that. It's game. minus one seventy five consensus for that uh, nine and a half right now. So, oh really? Shop around. Yeah, it's minus one seventy five. Shop around for that. Uh, I'm going back to Vanderbilt, man. I'm going back to Vanderbilt over one and a half steals and blocks plus 120. And it's the buy low, sell high effect. He didn't, I don't think he got there last game. I'm, I could be wrong. Let me just double check. But I'm oh, pretty Vanderbilt sure had seven points, two rebounds, three assists. No, it's about steals and blocks. Oh, steals and blocks. He had zero. Yes. So he didn't get there last game. He got there in the first three minutes, the game before that that we were talking about where he had uh, two blocks in the first three minutes of the game. And so I think that this is another situation, again, a chance for you to get out of this round. And I think that defense can step up a little bit here. And he's always, he's been, he's been there like this whole series. He had three blocks in game four in game three. He had three blocks, two steals in game two. He had one block, two steals. Like there's only two games, game one and game five, where he didn't contribute anything there. I'm getting it at plus 120. I like the play again. Let's go Jaron Vanderbilt over one and a half steals and blocks. I already, uh, I already mentioned jaw points and whatever, but Josh, assuming the game was close, Jaw's playing north of 40 minutes. He has to. So, yeah. yeah. Jaw points, I mean, I'm there. It, uh, I see it at plus, mo- plus 105 consensus for over 28 and a half. So, if I'm I getting that plus money, so, I think he might go for 30 plus two. I would actually ladder Jaw. I think that that's a jaw 35 plus is plus 360. Jaw 30 plus is 130. All right. Anything else you got? Not really. Uh, I was thinking about maybe Bane threes. He did go four for nine last game, but I don't know why. I thought he made more than four threes, but mm-hmm. I see Bane 30 plus points. If you want to go for that, is plus 280 if you think he's able to run it back. So do you think it's fascinating, though, that both Morant and Bane each had 10 rebounds? In game five? Um, no, because, no, well, Bane a little bit more, but Josh's always been around. Like, no, I think it's just more of the fact that 
their bigs have so much like they're trying to handle down there that it just makes it a lot easier for somebody else to come up and steal rebounds. But I, I, I always found interest in jaw rebounds prop. I was just never bold enough to bet it because I feel like the day I bet it is the one where he doesn't care to rebound at all. But every other game he I look up and he'll have nine ten rebounds so i i might have had jaw triple double last game he had <laughs> he had one assist in the first half and finished with seven so i'm a bit salty that he no showed the first half assist was but i did have jaw 10 plus rebounds in that game but it didn't it didn't work out i tweeted i posted it on twitter uh i parlayed a jaw 10 plus rebounds 10 plus assists and canard two plus threes and uh the assist didn't get there for me but yeah. it is what it is all right well I think that's enough of this game before we get into our lock and dog because everybody wasn't here of course i'm gonna play the trey young game winner one more time for our youtube crowd and hunter and here's young backtracks five to two young lets it go and oh! hits Woo! Ice two and a half but there's still 1.8 remaining well i was going to say by the way before we get into lock and dog there is one more piece of business we have to take care of oh what we have to preview the uh the series oh we uh, sure didn't do that oh man i forgot we definitely were supposed to do that okay so let me just uh run down the schedule of what everything's supposed to be going on and oh wow a bunch of people left the stream after i played that clip (laughs) 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 i'm sorry you guys are missing the preview oh man i'm sorry hey tell them to come back (laughs) it was like five people that left the stream after i played that clip (laughs) that's why they call you the villain man oh man oh man that's hilarious all right Yes. So, so what's going on for the rest of and how we're working in the preview. So before the series start, when you see the series starting on like the series for the Suns and the Nuggets are starting tomorrow, we're doing the preview of that game of that series the day before. So all this week, we won't have an individual episode for previews. You'll have to go to the day before. And with those game breakdowns, we'll have the series preview of the we'll game. We'll have a segment the at the game. end for the preview. Yeah, so, yeah. all right, let's go ahead and look into this second round matchup of the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. I'm looking at a... Hold I have on. the odds yeah. on the screen. Okay. So, yeah, Suns minus 135 for the series. Game one is on Saturday. We're not previewing game one. That will be for later tonight, I believe, when you guys are recording that, or is it tomorrow? Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, later tonight. However, Phoenix one minus one thirty five for the series. Denver's plus one fifteen. Uh, series spread minus one and a half for Phoenix at plus one thirty five. Plus one and a half is plus one sixty five for the Denver Nuggets. Scott, I'll throw it over to you first. What do you see happening in this series? I see an absolute war. Between these teams, I don't think it's going to be one-sided because I think that Phoenix, of course, has the, I'd say, more consistent firepower with their main two guys. If you want to compare Jokic and Murray to Booker and KD, I'm taking Booker and KD. Like, no offense to Jokic. I love Jokic, but I'm obviously going to take Booker and KD. The problem is the bench. The Suns have no bench. That's the problem. They don't have any depth whatsoever. Chris Paul had a couple of moments in the fourth quarter, but he wasn't exactly great in a decent amount of that series. Aiton had some moments as well. 
Uh, but for the most part, you can't rely on Aiden. And I'm assuming Aiden's going to be in foul trouble every game of the series because Jokic is going to kill him. So I'm on Aiden unders for most of these games. So I'm not sure how much of an impact he's going to have. I understand why Phoenix is favored. The problem I also have is how many minutes all the starters have to play for Phoenix because their bench is so bad. Like KD comes back from injury and he's immediately playing 42 minutes every game. Booker, I'm not worried about for injuries, but there is a lot of minutes involved with those guys. Uh, I think it's going six or seven. So I like the over in games. I think you're going to get a long series here. Uh, you know what? I, I I think I have to lean to... I, truth, I, I have no idea, to be honest. I have no idea. I, everyone thought I was going to blind with <laughs> Phoenix, but I, I'm, I really don't know. Because I, I really wasn't that impressed by how they played against the Clippers, for mm-hmm. the record. Like, you have no Paul George, no Kawhi, and yet the Clippers still hung around in all of those games. And mm-hmm. they almost blew a 20-point lead in the closeout game at home. I'm stalling. I think I'm going to go with the Suns, barely. But once again, I really don't know. I think this series is going to be a war. All right, so uh, we could not disagree even more here. And well, we could because you because you ended up going Suns, so we actually could disagree more because you could have took the Nuggets. I'm all over the Suns here. And oh, okay. we don't disagree at all. Okay. Uh, besides the game length, maybe. Yes. Okay. Game length. I am on the under. I think under five and a half. What well, was it? Six? No, it's five and a half. Yeah. Under five oh, and a half. So games. you think Phoenix just buries him? I think that Phoenix wins in five. Okay. I do. Uh, now, I wouldn't say that's my better play, but if I had a play on the total games, I would take the under. I, I would just, and the under is at like a pretty decent plus money price. I feel a lot better about that. And the reasoning is because. When I look at these benches, I think that they are very much comparable to each other, especially if campaign comes back into the series and he's able to come in the bench and not just be able to add another scoring punch, but be able to keep the bench unit consistent because that's what's that's what's going on. The rotation is off with campaign out of the lineup and that bench unit isn't consistent and isn't adding any any level of scoring at all. And and we'll see if they make an adjustment. Maybe they say that they're playing Terrence Ross or TJ Warren this series. And that was just something that they weren't willing to do with the Clippers because the Clippers had a lot of scores coming off the bench. However, here for this Nuggets team, they don't have a lot of scores coming off the bench. You're getting Bruce Brown, who, yes, Bruce Brown can be good, but Bruce Brown can also not be not be aggressive and not be a very good scorer at all. Like, and you know, Christian Braun, take that for what it is. He's hit or miss sometimes energy guy for the most part yeah like Je- jeff green you know he's definitely hit or miss like they don't really have anything coming off the bench and so if i think the benches are comparable and both of these teams are going to do what they did in the last series which is play their starters the majority of the minutes oh no no i, I get it you're taking booker oh, and katie and oh, Eaton and everybody oh, over denver close i don't think it's close. I, I don't think that they're consistent enough again i try to tell you guys Bubble Murray is a reason, is a thing for a reason. Like, Bubble Murray is a thing for a reason because if he was if he was playing like he was playing in a bubble, he would just be Jamal Murray. <laughs> you don't sit here and say, Bubble AD, Bubble LeBron. I do think you will see like, a couple of big Murray games in this series, which is I why think I think will the too. series will go long. But that's the thing. Couple of big Murray games. That's and why the series is going just, long. That's why but I just because you get a Murray game doesn't mean it equates to a win. And that's, that's the and that's the thing. I think it helps them, but I don't think it equates to a win. So why I think you get a couple of games, I think you may get one win out of there. 
other than that, if Jamal Murray's not on, I really don't think that they're going to win the game. I'd be very impressed to see them win the game if Jamal Murray's not on. So I think the biggest I, wild card in this series for me is Michael Porter Jr., who yeah. I'm relatively low on as a player because he only shoots threes. That's all he does. If he misses mm-hmm. his three-point shots, he doesn't really give you any other value, and he's not a good defensive player. He's gotten better over the years have gone on, but I think we can all agree he's still a net negative defensive player. And now he might have to guard who? Durant? Is Michael Porter yeah, going right. to guard Durant? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Do. I, 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 you can't hide him. There's nowhere to hide gonna him in be Aaron Gordon. It's probably going like, to be Aaron Gordon, but, you know, but we'll like, see what you, happens. What do you do? You hide him on Tori and Craig? Like, Craig is still going to be able to get, get past him and get to the rim. Besides, the Suns are endless overs. pick and rolls anyway. They're going to end up with Porter Jr. guarding half of these superstars anyway. But yeah, so, Porter Jr. is the X factor for me because if he's cold from three, I can't say that he's unplayable in this series, but he's going to kill this team as a double agent if he can't hit his shots because it doesn't yeah. give you any value elsewhere. I'm hoping Porter shows up for a couple of games, but I'm skeptical. I'm, I ended up leaning Suns anyway, but I do think Murray has enough big games to make this series extremely competitive. I'm going to lean to Phoenix, but I, I think it, where we disagree, I think the series is going to be very close. Oh, no, I don't think it's close at all. Give me Phoenix minus 135. I'll take Phoenix minus one and a half at plus 130, 135 as well. So, well, yeah, plus 135. Do you want to guess on the exact half. score for the fun of it? Uh, for the series? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Phoenix, 4-1. I'll give Denver one game. What's, what's that payout at? 6-1. to one. Okay. I, I and I'm, I'm go- only giving them the one game because they got because Jokic and them got swept by them a couple years ago, but that that's the only reason I'm giving them the one game. If they didn't have that situation, I probably would have said Phoenix at 4. I made so much money betting on Phoenix every game in that series. Yeah, right. <laughs> I made so much money and, betting and on I Phoenix think, in that series. I think it's going to be you know a little bit of the same. I'm not going to lie. I I truly don't think this is close. But but and, but it's not because I think Phoenix is all that good. I just think that they have both of the same kind of weaknesses. And unfortunately, I trust Phoenix's starting unit a lot better than Memphis. Than, not Memphis, but better than Denver's starting unit. So, all right. There's your preview of that series. We'll have the game one breakdown for you later tonight with Scott, Delonte, and Moonoff. For the record, by the way, I'm going to go with Phoenix and six at plus 320. Okay. Uh, where are we at here? Lock and dog time. Let's yeah. go ahead and end the show. We were going to right. do that, but I wanted, but we forgot to do the preview. So Lock Yeah, and then I chased people off. But we got some of them people back, yeah. it looks like. Or it might not have been them. It might have been other people. But, yeah. All right, so for my lock, hmm, man, I think we see fireworks. I don't think they're going down easy. I think we see fireworks. Give me Sacramento and Golden State over 236. That's my lock for my dog. Do I, mm, I don't want to, do I back one of the sides? Or do I go for a plus? No, let's just go back to Vanderbilt, man. This is a this is a potential you can get him up out of here, get into the second round. Got to step up, and he's done. He's bounced back really good and had really really good games with steals and blocks in this series. Even in lower minutes, he still was able to put up a stat sheet there. So give me Jared Vanderbilt over one and a half steals and blocks plus one twenty. That is my dog. Not you know the big big money dog, but. What's plus 120 is still nice. Plus 120 is still pretty, yeah, pretty nice odds. So I'll take that as my dog. What are you doing? 
All right, uh, so for my lock, I mentioned it before, but I'm going to go into a player prop. Give me Kavon Looney over 12.5 rebounds. Until I see Sabonis or anybody stop him on the boards, I'm not going to take an under with Kavon Looney. He has been so damn good for this team the entire series, and maybe that's why I think Sabonis has looked pretty underwhelming. It's mm-hmm. because Looney has just done so well on the boards against him. I got to go with Looney over rebounds. He's had 14-plus in each of the last three games. He's had 20-plus in two of the last three games. He had 22 last game. Give me the over 12.5. If you want to take rebounds and assists at plus money, I don't mind that either. But give me the rebounds for Looney. 12.5, I get, might sound like a lot, but he's played north of 30 minutes a lot. He's been dominant. Give me Looney for rebounds. I think he's going to do what he always does, which is put up another Rodman stat line Four points, 15 rebounds, four, something insane. Give me the over on Looney rebounds there. And for my dog, there's a couple of ways I can go about this, either for player props or I could go for a money line. I am feeling the jaw game, though. Mm-hmm. Give me jaw 30 plus points at a plus 130. If Memphis is going to go down, I think jaw goes down swinging. Give me Jaw over uh, 29 and a half points or Jaw 30 plus points at plus 130. Yeah, especially because he didn't even get that opportunity last year. Like yeah. last year, he was hurt. He wasn't there in the elimination game. So, yeah, I agree. I like that. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, looking forward to going through the rest of the playoffs. It was definitely a very fun first round. Kind of weird, though. It's been such an, a jam packed and unpredictable playoff run. But we might get zero Game 7s, which is really, really ironic. But we're going to see if there is a Game 7. I'm hoping Memphis wins. I want at least one Game 7. But either way, mm-hmm. point is, I'm looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. Hey, I think it's hilarious that Serial is a Cowboys fan. And he says he hates the Lakers. Because it's like all Cowboys fans are Lakers fans. <laughs> I don't know about all. My dad, my dad is not a Lakers fan, but he likes the Cowboys. So. Oh, man. It's just fun at a bandwagon joke. Poking fun at cereal. All right. I have nothing else either. Make sure you leave a review. Like the video. 72 of y'all in here right now. I should see at least 70 likes in the... Go like the video before you get up out of here. If you don't leave a review, we're going to play the Trey Young three-pointer four times in the next episode. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely going to play it (laughs) as an outro again just because, oh my gosh, I about basically threw that ticket up in the trash. So, (laughs) oh man, I am 100% going to play that one more time before getting up out of here. But... Yeah, that's it. Appreciate all the support. Keep leaving us reviews, good or bad. Appreciate the reviews, and I'm, if they're bad, I'm going to read them. I'm not afraid. But a reminder, them, so though, we will be doing night episodes for the weekend games, so keep an eye out for your feed at night. All right. All right. Yes. Night episodes for the weekend. You will actually get another... Uh, so tomorrow will be a preview of the Suns and Nuggets game, and you'll get a preview of the series for the Knicks and the Heat from those three. So definitely lock in with that. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. I'm just going to end it like this. Dan Hunter. And here's Young. Backtracks. Five to two. Young lets it go. And- 